This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the host of the show, who knows better than to get on Melanie Linsky's bad side, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm glad to know that even Stoic Joel can't hide a smile and laugh from a diarrhea joke. <laughs> That's right. He cannot at all. No, because I was laughing right along with him. So. Yes, I was as well. Uh, if you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed. As we talk about the fourth episode of The Last of Us titled Please Hold On to My Hand on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3, 5, 10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a, a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter if it's as low as the 3 or as high as the $20 level. Any level will get you the show ad-free. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any questions you might have, any thoughts, any any feedback you have on the things that we are covering or the things that you would like for us to cover. We would love to hear those, so just send us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. This is the fourth episode of The Last of Us on HBO and HBO Max. We are about the halfway point, right around, not quite there, but pretty darn close. So, before we get into specifics, what did you think about this fourth episode? Well, this was this was a good one because I felt like we got back on track of yes. Ellie and uh, Joel's story. Yeah. And then Melly Linsky comes in and was, wants to kill everyone. Wants to kill everyone, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm all for when Melly Linsky wants to kill everyone. Yeah, she's just such an interesting she actress. Is. And, you know, previously, you know, she she's done a lot of just kind of side roles. Uh, and she has really, honestly, she has really found kind of a star moment these last few years with mm-hmm. Yellow Jackets. Uh, she was in the candy show that was on on yeah. hulu uh she was in that as well and now doing showing up here on the last of us she's gonna be in this for at least two episodes i don't know how long they're going they're going yeah. to include her in this but she's gonna be in it for at least two episodes and she's got yellow jacket season two coming up in about a month so she is really starting to get a she's really kind of starting to find her her role in hollywood well, she's she's a character actress yeah, she is. and a leading lady at the same bit right and so with streaming, you can there are more roles for that, and then you see someone like her take off. Oh yeah, you do. It's mm-hmm. like it's you know she became famous from with being with Kate Winslet, and, and I can't think of the name of the show. Small Creatures, I think, of the name of it. It was a uh, the guy who did Lord of the Rings. Oh okay, yeah, I know who you're talking it's about. His first movie, Peter Jackson. Uh, Peter Jackson's first movie. They're the stars. They were teens, mm-hmm. right? And like you can see she. Her and Kate Winslet are very similar. Yeah, they Kate are. Winslet could have played that same role. And like you're seeing nowadays, there's so much out there for Melanie Linsky. You know, someone who can act, who doesn't look like everyone else. Right. And is just 
off its nails. Yeah, the, the first thing I remember her from, and I've forgotten she was in this because my wife was watching Sweet Home Alabama the other day. Oh, yeah. She was, she was baby in a bar lady. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like well, she was also the crazy neighbor that was obsessed with Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Yeah, that's right. She was that, too. So, uh, she's like I said, it's, it's like you've been it's around like you a said. long time. Yeah, she's been around a long time, and she's, she's a character actress. And there are certain moments where a character actor or character actress can take on a leading type role. Now this is not she's not a leading role in this show, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. This is this is Joel and Ellie's show. But uh we don't get a lot of her in this, but obviously we're we're getting what we're kind of getting introduced to her because I think she's going to I think she's going yeah. to have a bigger role in the next one. Uh this role that she has and the other person that she's with, uh Harry. They, yeah Harry, they are Harry. Um, yeah, Harry. They are uh, oh, Harry. That's what I said, Harry. Yeah, P E R Y. Oh, Perry, Perry. I'm sorry, Perry. I'm sorry. I kept hearing <laughs> you wrong. Uh, Perry, thank you. Uh, Perry is Perry and Kathleen are not in the actual game. They're they're show created characters, and which is good because look, I haven't played the game, but when I yeah. one of the things I do when I'm watching the show is I try to imagine how the game actually would be working in the scenes that they're doing. And this is very much a I can kind of feel the video gameness of this show of this episode, which I think yeah. it's really good that they keep it as entertaining as they do it, but they're still making it feel like a video game. Because I could see them and apparently in the video game they go through Pittsburgh in this and they just switched it to Kansas yeah. City. And Perry Jeffrey Pierce plays Tommy in the video game. Yes, yeah, so I was going to bring that up too. So he was the voice for for Tommy in, in the video yeah. game. Uh, but because I can see them pulling this off, but I can also see in the in the video game, these are probably pretty faceless people mm-hmm. that are on the video game. Uh, these people, yeah. these I don't know, uh, these people are just kind of holed up in in kansas city i can see them not you know just being very featureless they'll, you could they'll have some facial features but they're not going to have they're not going to have names they're just basically they're almost like monsters themselves they're people you got to fight through and you yeah. kind of get that same feeling in in this in this part of the show where they're having a this is a p- moment where they're going to have to fight their way out of what they're what they've got themselves into yeah and i was going to mention you made you made a good point melanie Linsky wasn't in very much but boy, she made her presence yes, felt in the 15 minutes she was on screen. Yes, she did. She made her presence very, very felt. And, you know, you can tell there is, she is on the hunt for somebody. It's these uh, Henry, yeah. this person named Henry, yeah. and the other person named Sam, which is who we see at the very end of, right, of right. the episode. So, uh, but what's great about this episode, what I liked about it is kind of what you said. We're, we're back on track. And basically, the third episode was. It's the whole thing is to give Jolt for him to understand that just because there's this person in your life that you didn't really that wasn't on your radar that you didn't uh, that you didn't care about when you first met them and that you is you see more of as a problem than anything else now that this person is in your life that's kind of the way Bill saw Frank and yeah now. But once he got once he got to know Frank, even in those first few moments that he met him, uh, when he fell into his, that hole outside of his compound, you know, he had something to fight for. He had something to live for, and that's basically what Joel is having to learn now. Bill right. thought it was going to be Tess that that was the person that he was going to have to fight for, but he has somebody else, and probably as much as Tess is important to Joel. Let's be honest. Ellie is the cure. She's the vaccine. She's right. the she is yeah. the more important. So it's more. So you've got it. He's got to start to understand that this is somebody that he can that he cares for and that he has to have 
a purpose with. Now, right now, he just still thinks of her kind of as cargo, is what he says earlier, but it's yeah. it's, it's going that, to blossom. That gave me some Mandalorian vibes when oh, he yeah. said cargo. Yeah, you, you, yeah, it's a good point. And uh, I want to say a shout out to Frank. I bet he did smell good. I'm sure he did. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. I, I miss you, Frank and Bill. I miss you both. Yes, they were they were great in the one episode that we get from them. But you're probably right. Frank's probably did smell absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I like the way that we're introduced to Ellie this this episode. She has the gun yeah. that she found, and look, I was so nervous, man. I, know, I told my wife, I was like, tell her to put it down because <laughs> she's playing with it like it's a toy, I basically. Know, I know, uh, but. So she's sitting there. She's pointing it. She's she's just as happy as she can because she finally has this gun. And while she's doing that, you know, I was like, you was kind of nervous about it. But we also get we learn a little bit more about just kind of what they're having to go through. So they're having to stop a whole lot to find to to siphon gas out of out of vehicles. Uh, and this gives us a moment to have some levity because Ellie finds a pun a, a joke pun book, and man, I was yeah. laughing on every single one. I of them. was too. And come to find out, Joel had already read it. Yes, he had. <laughs> he had already read it. So, uh, like I said, I'm loving this little. I'm, I'm loving this banter between the two of them. Uh, I love the fact. Well, I love. I love uh, Joel when he's turned the other way and he's laughing. Yes. But he doesn't want to show. Her. He doesn't want her. He doesn't want her to see it because that humanizes him, and he doesn't want yeah. to be humanized at this point. He his his role is still. I want to survive. I don't want this person to like me. I because yeah. if this person likes me that I've been charged with, that means I might start liking them back, and that's not what he wants. He just wants to find his brother. He just wants to get this this girl to Wyoming. That's all he cares about. That's all he wants. And every moment that it that he has to start, he kind of breaks down in front of her. That's a crack in the armor, and that's just not something that Joel wants. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, what's great about this? Like I don't know. Like I said, I haven't played the video game. One of these days, I'm hoping they'll put it on computer. I can play it on uh, play it then. But one of the things I like about this is Bella Ramsey just continues to be just this delightful just wow. Everything is just so new yeah. and everything is just so different. And I would think after the four episodes, I get tired of it, but I'm not. I don't either. What is it about her? I think it's because she just has a delight, delightful look on her face. Yeah, it, it really does. She really. She's she, just an incredible actress. Yeah, for be only nineteen, she's. I think she's gonna turn twenty. I think this year, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. But she just has that look all the time, and like she pulls off the wow and the wonderment of the situation that she's in, just so perfectly every single time I even mean, when she's looking at the yeah. nudie magazine oh my god I mean, how does he walk with something around like that i mean uh, that wow. was just absolutely wonderful and then the the joke mm. she makes about why are all the pages sticking together oh. i mean it's just so fantastic it really was and i love how she's even acting like she doesn't know some stuff when she does know some stuff like you know she knew about like uh she knew about the she had obviously had a lot of knowledge about guns right you know she was lying about the pages stuck together like right. i don't know she's naive but then she's not you just you can't tell with her right and she like i said she does she's pulling that off just really well and i love just her performance of this and look pedro pascal is who is 
who we were, who most of us are introduced to in Game of Thrones. Obviously, some people, yeah, if yeah. you didn't watch it, then you don't know what we're talking about. But the character that he plays in Game of Thrones is this vibrant, vivacious, just incredibly charismatic character uh, that people just fell in love with the moment that he came on screen in oh, yeah. in the fourth season of Game of Thrones. And the two roles that have he's kind of this role in Mandalorian, what he, the roles that he, he's probably going to become known for more than anything else at this point, they're just very subdued. They're very uh, he's he's holding everything back, mm-hmm. which it's so weird because this is how we get introduced to him. But the roles that he's going to be kind of becoming an icon for are so very very different. Well, and, everything else he plays, he's very charismatic. Oh and yeah, jokey. Mm-hmm. And he's just not that in this, and yeah. but he does it so he just shows how much range that he has uh, because right. he has gotten his star turn late in life. I'm not sure how old he is. I know he's I think he's, late forties. Uh, he's he's forty seven. Okay, so uh, yeah, mid late forties. Uh, and he, like I said, to get his star turn here in mm-hmm. you know in you know the, basically the second half of of, of his life. Yeah. He's taking advantage of he's finding roles that are perfect for him and roles that he can pull off and he this character of Joel I, I don't know I haven't liked it I haven't played the video game but it really feels like he understands the subjects just so ex- extremely well and he's pulling off the character absolutely exactly what you mm-hmm. would expect in this type of role. Well, he's the rescue daddy. Okay. He is. He's the rescue daddy. <laughs> and he's doing a great job of it. He uh, is. All right, so let's talk a little bit specifically about the episode. Uh, what were some of your what were your favorite parts of it? Uh, eating the raviolis. I don't know why. I just love that. You know, twenty <laughs> yeah. year old raviolis. If I was starving, yes, I would. Yeah. I would you know, Chef Boyardee. Look, yeah. I don't know how well it holds up. But my guess is it holds up pretty well in, in, yeah. in a can. So uh, I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, yeah. I love just I, I love that part of this, the show as well because in that episode we are really getting a true feel for how much the world has just collapsed because oh, yeah. we've gotten some of it in some of the previous locales that they've been in but they're driving on interstate they're driving on highway so we're getting large chunks of the just the countryside and seeing right. how much it has affected just the entire well, country one of my favorite places to stop when I'm traveling is a Lubs with an Arby's. Oh, that's right. And to see that, see that it was just gone, and they're like trucks, nothing there. It was, you know, sad. I was like, and I was happy to see. Oh, I'm not, I'm not the only one who stops at these. Yeah, everybody stops at those because I mean, those are just some of the perfect places the best, to stop. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, we got more about Tommy as well. Yeah, so we learn more about Tommy. Uh, this is where they're giving us the backstory. Obviously, they have time to talk because they're in a truck. Um, they have twenty five hours. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they so we learned that basically uh, Pedro Pascal's uh, Joel refers to Tommy as a joiner. He joins the military uh, right after he graduates from high school uh, because he wants to be part of something. And he goes to desert. He goes off to Desert Storm. Ends up not being what he expects. When the outbreak hits, he's convinced. Uh, he is convinced by somebody to join the Fireflies. Can't remember what the person's name. He said to convince them to join. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. But we. Uh, that's what he's joined there, and he's probably. And he said, "I don't I think he said." He thinks he left. He's not 100% certain that he yeah. left, but he thinks he left the Fireflies as well. And so he's now out there on that. So this is what kind of what's driving Joel to get Ellie to Tommy. Well, it's a, it also sounds like Tommy is easily convinced by a woman. 
Yeah, it does. It sounds like that's could be. It very sounds like that was a couple. It sounds like him joining and leaving were involving a woman. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, uh, like I said, it's just he's very obviously very easily manipulated, and Joel feels like it is his responsibility that he has to take care of him and that he has to be the one to watch out for him, even though he is a grown man and should be yeah. able to do that for himself. He's the older brother, and he kind of feels like his brother hasn't grown up quite the way he needs to, so he feels like he's got to be the one to well, take care of him. So I'm assuming Joel said he's 56. I'm assuming Tommy is at least 50. Yeah, I'm guessing. It sounds like it sounds like this has been going on for about 50 years of him, you know, having to take care of uh, Tommy when he's doing something wrong. Right. It it really felt that way, and I kind of think that's what we're going to see. But what I kind of think we're going to see is maybe that once he finally does find Tommy in this maybe he's more mature than what he thought uh, or maybe he hasn't yeah. given him credit i don't know i'll be interested in what they do with uh with the tommy relationship once they do finally get the two of them back together all right so when one of the things that they do when they finally get into kansas city and they're trying to figure out the map because they're trying to navigate through the city we run into the first person and it is very obvious to Joel that he is not going to stop and help. And no. it is also obvious that that's the smart move. Uh, right. I like the way that they set up these these people who are these residents. I don't know exactly what they – I don't know if they have a title or whatever. But they're the people. And this is what is kind of you know one of the things that they're doing well in this show. You know, the second episode, we get just how terrifying and how horrifying – the the infected can be the people who mm-hmm. have the cordyceps in this ep- in third episode you know it was a detour we got this beautiful love story but in this episode we get how terrifying and how horrifying the people can be right. uh and this I, like i never saw the walking dead but i know this was a big part of the walking yeah dead. it is a huge part yeah but i think it's very important in this because and they do. They talk about this at the end. If you watch this on HBO Max, if you watch the behind-the-scenes episode or inside the episode or whatever they call that little segment on HBO Max, if you watch that, they talk about this in that and when you have an oppressive regime like Fedra is, because Fedra is a re- oppressive regime, when you have that oppressive regime, the revolutionaries who come in and take over, they often are just as bad, if not worse. And that's just kind of what Melanie Linsky's character, Kathleen, is showing. She is the leader of this group, and she is just as bad as anything that Fedra could have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I want to mention earlier when they were camping out, when he, when Ellie asked her, you know, ask him, it's like, do you think we're okay? And he's like... Oh yeah, we're safe. I bet you he didn't sleep a wink after he mentioned that. Oh, I'm sure he didn't because the next thing we see, afraid of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next thing we see is him standing. What? Excuse me, standing mm-hmm. watch uh, while she's asleep. Uh, but that's just a that was a really good scene there as well. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, she. So our first introduction to to Melanie Linsky's character, Melanie Linsky's character Kathleen is she is interrogating this doctor and uh, she's obviously looking for Henry and Sam and we don't or we don't know Sam at this point but we know Henry she's trying her best to find Henry and look I, we don't know what Henry's done Henry and Sam are are game characters I kind of lo- I looked that up real quick before we start okay. recording they are characters that are actually in the game but they are looking for them we don't know what they've done but whatever they have done Melly Linsky is 
she hates these two people for whatever yeah. reason. I don't they, they've done something to piss her off, and that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I thought it was also really interesting just how organized these these people were. I mean, they've got they've got all these yeah. trucks, and like they've done a really good job of keeping at least a few trucks up and running. Uh, yeah. So I, I want to ask you: Was that Melody Linsky's son? Who Joel killed? I don't think so. I thought that was going to be the case. I thought that was I thought that was the road that they were going down. But it, mm-hmm. if it was, she didn't seem too terribly concerned about it. I don't know. Well, she was upset. She was she upset. Want, yeah. But she's the leader, and I don't know if she wants. She can't show too much, but she was pissed off because she immediately goes and kills that doctor. Yeah, but actually, I would have thought that it would have been there would have been more of an emotional outburst if this had been yeah. her son killing uh, the doctor wasn't an emotional outburst? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, just more tears and more yeah, my yeah. son or something like that. I mean, because... See, I thought she might be holding that in. That was her emotional... She it didn't could want be. To cry. You, yeah. you could be correct about that. I don't know. I guess that's probably one thing... If... Yeah. I don't know. I guess if they... If it was her son, we would have... They would have confirmed that completely, yeah. personally, I would say. Because uh, I was... I was thinking that was going to be the road that they were going down. Mm-hmm. This was... This is Melanie Linsky's son, and this is going to be kind of what drives her to go after Joel and to go after Ellie, because they're the ones yeah. who did it. Um, but one of the things I thought was interesting is the way that they do the scene where Joel gets attacked and Ellie has to come out and save him. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I said, she doesn't... She Obviously, she says this isn't her first time, but she is still very affected by it. And it's just interesting the way that they show it, because as soon as she gets back in that hole, she bottles everything up, just kind of like Joel does. So these two characters are probably a lot more like than what we have been led to believe at this point. Absolutely. And that was a really good scene. And then, you know, my mom, one of her famous lines where you don't listen and Ellie doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. He tells her to put the gun back in, right. you know, the bag before she shoots herself, shoots right. her butt off. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. And then, uh, of course, she doesn't listen. No, she and doesn't puts listen. puts it right back in her pocket. Yeah, so I'll be interested. That obviously will play out somehow or another yeah. in, 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 yeah. in the coming in the coming episode, but I just don't know exactly how. Uh, but, like I said, we're all, there's a lot going on in the city apparently while they're looking for while they're looking for who they think are uh henry and sam while they're looking for henry and sam perry and kathleen are they obviously stumble across this sunken the sunken in portion of the ground which and it starts to move and it starts to rise obviously we're going to get a really big zombie at some point we kind of yeah, got a yeah. little hint yeah, I was of that say, was that a sinkhole full of infected people yeah or at least one really big infected person at yeah, the very least because yeah. there's been that moment in the trailer where they this large huge zombie kind of emerges from a hole uh, and that's got to be it yeah but that's what this is and we got a quick glimpse of it in the coming up next week portion i don't know if you yeah saw I saw, yeah i saw i saw there was a affected person running yeah yeah uh but so there's a lot going on so, and you know they perry asked kathleen when are we well you know when are we going to tell everybody else she's like that can wait <laughs> like, that's, that's, yeah. that's there's something something that needs to be waited mm-hmm. on so uh but like i said i like the fact that we're getting back to what this this show is supposed to be all about it's supposed to be yeah, about yeah. you know this survival it's about getting this girl to the other side of the country and it's really about joel and ellie forging this relationship as they because he's he had, she even asked her at one point uh earlier in the episode he, she says uh am i not family and she's he says no you're cargo but you know they're right. they're becoming a family even if he doesn't want to admit it uh, that's right like i said 
the two of them just together are just fantastic. Uh, they are. I'm really, really impressed by what they've done with these two these two actors. Mm-hmm. Now they've been able to get them to, and they've already figured out the characters within four episodes. Yeah, and they they're have. not. They were barely in the third one. Right. They were because they, they. You're right. They were barely in the third one, and you know. It's just really good. I know Pedro Pascal has not, he never saw the game. He never played the game. Uh, Bella Ramsey didn't either before she got this part, but she went back and played it beforehand. So, I mean, they're they're both pretty, I mean, these characters are pretty fresh and they're pretty much being molded mm-hmm. by them. So, and like I said, but the people who played the video games, they're, they're doing a really good job with it. So, uh, like I said, I just like what they've, I like what they're doing here. This is very much this is a setup episode because they're setting yeah. us up for for episode five, which I think is going to probably be a pretty large and significant episode. Uh, but this one, they're kind of setting us up for what's ever going to take place in the next episode because there's going to be a fallout from whoever Nate and Sam are. Uh, Sam is obviously pretty young. He looks like he's probably yeah. about eight or nine. And uh, looked like one of them was deaf. Yeah, I think Nate is deaf based off of what okay. we could see from that. So I Wait, don't know who if is he, Nate. Henry, you mean? Yeah, Henry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said okay. Nate. <laughs> I'm thinking of our last show that we talked about. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Henry is uh, looks like he's going to be looks like he's going to be deaf. I don't know if that's the case in in the game or not, but it looks like he's going to be deaf. So, uh, like I said, I'll be interested what they do with this in in the next episode. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll and thought, the next episode comes out Friday night, people. So yeah, I'm glad you. They don't want to go up against the Super Bowl. Yeah, so in our plan right now is to go ahead and record as soon as they get done on on Friday and go ahead and get that out there to you as well. So, uh, like I said, just it's it's a solid episode. It's not as I don't think it's as good as the previous one, but the previous one yeah. is one of the is like. When they talk about like greatest episodes of television, mm-hmm. the, episode three is going to be one of the, of, of the last of us. It's going to be one of those that they they uh, yeah. is going to be one of those ones that they talk about for for years to come. Let me just ask you. Let's talk about that, a little bit about that. Do you do you think it was a good idea to put that so early in this? Because I mean, you, when you do that type of a show, and I, I think they knew this as they were filming that they had something incredibly special in that third episode. Do you is it? How dangerous is it that you can get your audience back into zombie and apocalypse yeah. and danger? How do you think that's how big a risk do you think they're taking here? It was a huge risk because you could totally lose everybody because they, especially when you have two great actors like Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, they're completely gone. Right. You know, I, I had a friend that was one of his complaints like, man, Nick Offerman's already gone. Right. You know, it is a risk. Uh, that's why. I'm, I'm glad this episode was so different and back to their story. Right. And I like I think you're right about that because they had to get back to because mm-hmm. this is honestly the first episode where we truly get Joel and Ellie by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have it in the first episode. We didn't have it in the second episode. Third episode, we got a little bit of it, but this this is the first time that they are together mm-hmm. by themselves, reacting to everything that's happening around them. And this is the first time, as they said in the the behind the scenes thing, you know, this is them finally becoming a team for the very first time. Yeah, and they're trying trying to understand each other. I thought that was a really, I thought it was a really good moment when they're. Well, after kind of everything is settled down and they're on the, they're hiding and they're listening for the trucks, and she reveals to Joel that this isn't that wasn't the first person that I hurt. We don't have mm-hmm. any background on that because she doesn't want to talk yeah. about it. Uh, but the moment that he finds out that you know she has some experience in dealing with this, it kind of changes his whole demeanor about what mm-hmm. she can do and what she's capable of. Because he right. pulls out that gun, he 
make sure that she understands how to actually use it and she kind of has an idea but she does she's not completely freaking fredra they don't they do a <laughs> terrible job training that's right if you're gonna train assassins do a better job than what you're doing fedra so uh but like I said, just a really good moment there because it kind of gave yeah. us that was the first time and that was the first time i truly felt like joel actually respected ellie yeah i think that's right yeah i think that's that's a very good point so, uh, like I said, it's it's another good solid episode on yeah. what's been just an absolutely incredible show up until this point. Yeah. So it's uh, one last thing before we move to the awards. Uh, I agree with Joel. Hank Williams is a winner. <laughs> yes, he is. He's uh, he's absolutely a winner. So uh, that was that was good stuff there when they found the Hank Williams tape. So, all right. So we're ready to go to on to our awards. Let's let's do it. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a show in the middle of it, we like to give out weekly awards, and our first award that we give out is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? I'm going with uh, Bella Ramsey uh, this week as Ellie. I, th- I thought this was her best episode. Yeah, I thought it was too. She was really funny in this. Like I said, I was laughing. She was really funny. Uh, I was laughing every single time she was telling a pun. I love a good pun. Uh, <laughs> me, t- me too. And also, like we talked about, just the delightful face of hers. Cause oh, yeah. Th- it should be getting annoying by now, but it's not at all. Yeah, at least to me, it's not anyway. So. No, I agree. Uh, so I-, I absolutely love everything that she's doing in this. And like I think you're right. I think this is her best episode. So yeah. I'm with you. Let's go ahead and give her the Tyrion Lannister for episode four. The Agatha all along, the best scene of the week. What did you go with? I'm going the last scene, the diarrhea joke into uh, <laughs> Henry coming out of nowhere. Yeah, that was a good one. I went with the opening scene where they're, uh, where the two of them, where he's getting the gas and, you know, she's giving all the puns. He's trying to explain yeah. siphoning when he doesn't actually understand how siphoning actually works. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I just liked what they were doing in that opening scene. I just thought that was really, really fun. So next is the If You Come With The King, You Best Not Miss, Your Best Line of the Week. What'd you go with? I'm going it with why are the magazine pages stuck together? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I, honestly, I could have put any pun that she was giving us in this one. So, I know. Uh, you know, pick one of them that, that she was giving. Like I said, I love a good pun, uh, and you can put that here. Uh, the the one at the end was great when he actually finally when she finally gets Joel to to to, to crack a laugh. That was yeah, that was really good. So, all right. So here on the Man Attraction Podcast, we have a five tier rating system at the top of our list. This is a Game of Thrones. Just beneath the Game of Thrones is a loss. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath the Friends is a full house. At the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Uh, so far, after four episodes of The Last of Us, uh, we have both been at a Game of Thrones. What are you? Are you going up? Are you, we can't uh, go up. Are you going down? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay as Game of Thrones. Yeah, I am too. It's like I said. This is a. It's a. I, this felt like a transition episode, but it's still really good. Uh, it feels yeah. like we're transitioning into what. Whatever, whatever happened between Henry and Sam and Kathleen, whatever that, whatever took place, we're, I feel like we're going to get that, uh, the resolution of that in the next episode, and we'll have to see what all plays out for that. I'm really interested yeah. in what they have set up in. That's what, a, and that's what a transition episode is supposed to do. It's supposed right. to get you interested in what's coming next, and I'm very much am interested in what's coming next. So. All right. Uh, before we head off, uh, we uh, do like to give some recommendations in our uh, first episode of the week. So, what are some recommendations you have? 
right, I got four. Oh, wow. So the first one's on Paramount Plus. I, I watched this a while back. I forgot to mention it. Devotion. The, yeah, I need to watch uh, that. Cor- the Korean Navy fighting movie starring Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell, based on a true story. It was pretty good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's on Paramount Plus. I don't know how long it'll be there because it's one of the movies that they got. Because I'm trying to think, I think they have Warner Brothers. So, but it's been there a month or so. So I would check it out because I don't know how long they stay. Uh, next, uh, I watched Shotgun Wedding on Amazon Prime, starring uh, Jennifer Lopez, good? Josh Mel. Yes, Is it okay? it's fun. It's fun. Jennifer Coolidge. I'm yeah, she's on it. Mm. Something. She shoots a machine gun. You're welcome. You want to watch that? <laughs> so that was fun. I would definitely recommend that. It's like The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and, and Channing Chan. It's just fun action right. adventure. So it's fun. Uh, the next one is I watched the Pamela Anderson documentary on okay. Netflix. It's very fascinating, uh, and she hates that Tommy and uh, Pamela oh, story. Yeah. And so, but listen to her; she's having a renaissance because I think we have realized she was done wrong by the sex tape, and we right. feel bad. Yeah, she should she have was. better for her. And she's getting opportun- opportunities. She was in Chicago on Broadway. No, I didn't know really? that. I didn't know that. Another year, too. So. I'm happy for her. The last one, uh, it's on HBO Max. There is a documentary about the band Oasis. It's oh, called really? Oasis Supersonic, and <laughs> it is very fascinating. Uh, brothers who can't get along. I'll just give you this one line from this the famous line from this documentary. Uh, Noel has a lot of butts, <laughs> and, and Liam has a lot of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, What's that one called again? It's o- Oasis Supersonic, and if you liked Oasis back in the day, or if you just like listening to stories about brothers who hate each other, hey, it's just for you. That's right. All right, so I've actually got four as well. Uh, the first one I've got is something you had mentioned. I went ahead and watched it last night because I wanted to watch it earlier this week, and I just never got around to it. But I watched it last night. That is Kunk on Earth on yes. Netflix. I'm, I'm, I haven't finished it, but go ahead. It's it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, yes. Pamelonia, I think is her name, Pamelona Kunk. I can't remember exactly what her name is. I'm guessing she's a comedian of some sort, if I had to assume. Yeah. Uh, but she is doing a mockumentary basically about the history of the Earth. It's only like five or six episodes on Netflix. Uh, but what's great about it is she's doing an actual history of the world. I mean, yes. it is there is actually some educational well, value to it's, this. It's Diana. It's Diana Mor- Diane Morgan. Is okay. Called. Okay. Play so. Fun. All right, so she has... She's Philomena. 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 Yeah, Philomena Kunk is the role she's playing. Uh, but she is, like, like interviewing all these, like, scholars and stuff like that. And yes. you can... And those people are legit. Yeah, those are legitimate, like... I, I'm sure, like, when they decided to take on, the, like, do this interview with this documentary, they thought they were, like, being on, like, a real documentary. <laughs> well, they did give them their, like, told them, like, be honest. Right. But... You're on a comedy. Right. They kind of warned them. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't really sure, but I mean, because they, 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 because they feel like it feels like they're oh, they just, yeah. they're, they're just trying to like tell her what the truth is. Right. I think to, they're trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> I think they are. There's a couple moments where a few of them start laughing because they're like, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, but like I said, and like 
she's funny, but her yeah. funniest moments are like when is when she's not just totally making something up random. Like when she's actually oh, yeah. there's an there's a there's a there's a line in one of the later episodes uh, when they're talking about Russia and they're talking about the czars and how uh, the czars were basically. She says, you know, the czars were basically just acting like dictators, and I have been advised to say that is nothing like what they are today. <laughs> like <laughs> like I said, I mean that's that's a real yeah. that's a real statement about the well, state of Russia she today. Al- she also does some funny stuff where she argues with experts about. But I saw this on uh, on YouTube. Right. Do I need to show you my sources? Yeah, no, like I said, it's just little stuff like that. I mean, and like I said, because she talks about real historical stuff. And there's yeah. if there's some stuff you may not actually know when you come out of this uh, that you learn from this. So it, it's a really good show. It's really funny. Uh, so that's the first one that I have. Second one I have is Shrinking on Apple TV. Uh, this is got Jason uh, Siegel and Siegel. Harrison Ford are uh, both psychiatrists, and they are just fantastic. It's a Bill Lawrence show, uh, so if you're familiar with Scrubs, if you're familiar with any of those types of shows, Bill Lawrence did those. He is doing this. His wife is in it. Uh, what's her name? Krista Miller. Thank you, Krista Miller. Uh, she is. She has a role in this, but it is a really good show. It's about a. It's about a psychiatrist uh, played by Jason Jason Siegel who has lost his wife a year earlier than when the show starts. And basically, he's kind of spiraling, and he's kind of like taking it on to his patients as well. It's really funny. It's really good. I would highly, highly recommend if you have Apple TV. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. So, and they've done three episodes now at this point, I do believe. Okay. Yeah, three I episodes. have watched the third one. The first two were really good. I really liked the uh, the young man that he was helping. I thought he was very Yeah, good. he's good. He, he's really good. Uh, the last two that I have are, I'm trying to get all of the Best Picture nomination uh, movies in. I'm trying to get them all watched. I watched two of them this week. Okay. Uh, first one was Banshees of Inishirin. Really oh, good. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> It's a weird movie that it's a really depressing movie that I laughed a lot yeah. in. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's just a weird, weird film. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I liked it. Uh, it's supposedly it and everything, everywhere, all at once are like the the two front runners for mm-hmm. for, for actually winning Best Picture. Uh, I I don't have it quite as high personally for me, but nevertheless, it's still a really good film though. Uh, the other one I watched is uh, the Fablemans. It is. Oh, what is that on? It, well, I did it buying it on Amazon oh, okay, Prime. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just okay. bought it on Amazon Prime. So, because I've been wanting to watch it, and I was just finally like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and purchase it on Amazon Prime, and that's what I did. Uh, but it's good. It's it's if you look. If you want a basically a biopic about uh, about Steven Spielberg, then this is the movie because that's it's it's you can tell because I, I heard that you know you can tell that this is a movie about him even though it's not his name or anything like that. Uh, yeah, it feels very much that way because it's about a Jewish family yeah. uh, who this young boy becomes just fascinated by filmmaking and that how basically he kind of gets his career started. Uh, it's basically a Steven Spielberg biopic and it's it yeah. It's really good. I, I can at one time most people thought this was going to be like the runaway favorite for for yeah. best picture, but it seems to have kind of lost some of that traction. Uh, but it's a good look. If you like Steven Spielberg, if you like his movies, you, you'll you'll like this. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to the Triangle of Sadness. Is yeah, I need to watch one. that one too. That I haven't seen it. Are, it's it's not it's well, you got to rent it. Yeah, but it's another one that people are really talking about. Like the word of mouth is right. good on that. 
Yeah, so I still need to see. I still need to see uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I still need to see Triangle Sadness. Yeah, I haven't watched the, well, All Quiet either. You've seen Elvis. I haven't seen Elvis yet. I need, I need to I see love it. Elvis. It's on HBO Max. So yeah, it's I on love HBO Elvis. Max. So, so like I said, I got I got to get that one in at some point. So I'm hopefully get one or two more of those knocked out next week. But we'll see how that goes. So. All right, before we head off, I uh, do want to let you guys know we are doing that 90s show for our midweek episode. It's If you want to watch it, it is not that hard to watch. They're all basically 23-minute long episodes, and there's only 10 of them, so you can get that one knocked out pretty quickly. Uh, if you're interested in if you like that 70s show, come back to this, watch it, and come listen to us talk about it, and we'll give you our opinion and let you know what we thought about it. Uh, next week on the show, uh, just as a reminder, we'll be doing the fifth episode of The Last of Us, and we're also going to be doing another sitcom we'll be covering night corp because there's a whole lot lot of people watching that apparently so all right anything else you want to add before we head off i still hate laugh tracks (laughs) (laughs) laugh tracks are the devil so if you you want to hear us bad mouth laugh tracks listen to the next few episodes that's right because we will be let bad mouthing laugh tracks on on our next one in in a couple episodes from that (laughs) all right uh, i appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time I will echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.